0: So that was your first time riding a roller coaster, like a, a real roller coaster? Yeah, first or second, yeah. And
1: I can honestly say that, like, I can it, – it's a give or take with roller coasters. It was – it's fun, but it's also, like, uh, I don't need that shit. <laughs> I
0: don't need the anxiety that yeah, comes I was say, with it either. I like – doing them but my problem is like the going up no that's the worst part and like I, some people just do it and it's no problem they have it's no issues for them it's just they get up there and it's like oh hey you know this is fine and i'm just you know when i'm going straight up or or whatever fucking angle it is on a roller coaster i'm like yeah, you know trying not to look over the side because in my mind every beam is about to collapse and I'm going to no, die. I don't even
1: need to look over to the side. Like my body tells me like you were going up
0: well, when you, and, you see the tree line and you're above uh,
1: it. I, no, my body knows once I'm elevating, like it's like, okay, you're elevating. And honestly, uh, the sudden drop w- once you're at the peak is, I love it and I hate it. Yeah. You know.
0: Um, I like doing the loops and stuff. It, You know, those are fun. It's, it, and, you know, when we did roller coasters at Universal and then I'd been to Six Flags in Georgia before. And I've been to Six Flags in Texas before. I can't remember what I rode there. But I know in Georgia we went on a trip and we rode some roller coasters there. And they're like all Batman themed or something. I can't remember, but yeah, I told you I'm going to take Bailey to six flags when she comes and visits us next time in Texas. And the last time I'd been the Texas giant was the biggest coaster that they had in the park. And now they got something called the Titan and you can go onto their, onto their webpage and you can actually watch a video of these roller coasters in action, like a first person camera. Like it's like they attach a GoPro to it or something and I'm just like, no, <laughs> I'm just watching this video. I know this isn't for me. <laughs> What's it called? The Titan? Yeah. I'm to have the, to look that up. Yeah, go to the website at some point, man. And just and it, and that might not even be the worst one. There's this other one, and I can't remember what it's called, but apparently fucking flips you around as it's going. So not mm. only are you going on this coaster doing all these fucking weird turns and shit, but your little car is spinning around too.
1: Oh, yeah, they had something like that uh, at Grunelund, And after I rode the big one, because it was just pretty much uh, a basic, somewhat roller coaster that flipped you around. You know, it's not, you know, the trajectory is kind of small, but you're still flipping while it's... Doing its thing. Yeah. And after I rode the big one, I was like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I don't need that. And the last ride we rode while we were there was honestly. It, it It's my favorite amusement park slash county fair slash state fair ride. And we finally found it. And it's different. Wherever you're at, but this one was like an Aladdin one, but it's the pirate ship. Oh, that's
0: that's my level. I like that's, it, it. It's kind of like what you said too. I think it's got different names and different.
1: Oh yeah, uh, this one was characters. an Aladdin rug yeah. type thing. It's a pirate ship. It's a Viking ship. It's well,
0: the one I was gonna say is um. I've seen like the first time I wrote It, it was called the Gravitron. Where's that spinning thing where it pushes you against the wall and then the floor drops out? Oh, and, and like you feel your cheeks being pulled away from your face and shit. I do love that one. Yeah. I, do, I love that one too. That one doesn't bother me, yo. Because you know, like even even if for some reason you were to fall off, you're only going to fall like two feet. The worst thing that could happen is this thing comes off of the the. uh whatever's holding it in place, and you just go rolling down the highway. Even better. Even better. (laughs) It's it's like the ride's still going in. Yeah. It's like, this is free. It's like, everything
1: else passes. It's free. It's like extra innings in
0: baseball. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is free baseball. This is a free ride. Oh, man. Do you remember... Do you remember the ride called The Zipper?
1: Wait, is. Yes. Uh, explain it
0: to me. Is that where you – it's a Ferris wheel, but you're spinning? It's it's kind of like a Ferris wheel in, in a sense, but it's not a Ferris wheel. So instead of being circular shaped, it's uh, it's like a long, f- almost flat oval that the cars mm-hmm. rotate around. Yeah. And, and yeah. then that thing itself rotates, and then the cars yeah. fucking rotate. And so you got all these rotations going on. I hate it. It's not for me. I can't do it. But I remember we were—I think I was in college, maybe. It, it was when I still went to the Neshoba County Fair. When <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but me and Justin and maybe a couple other people had went, and Justin and we'd been drinking naturally because it's Neshoba County Fair. and Justin a. Was, Justin uh, decided he was going to get into zipper with uh, this girl, and I can't remember if he, he had brought her or if he'd met her there. Or whatever, but they get better there. They get on the zipper to ride, and about halfway through, man, you just see vomit coming out of Justin's car. He's fucking throwing up on people, and you can hear the people below him groaning because this shit's coming down on them. Oh, man.
1: (sighs) That is, it was, that's so nasty. Yeah. Do there, there was a ride the last time I was at Neshoba County Fair, which was out, no, not Neshoba County Fair, the state fair outside of the time me and you went, um, which me and you, me, you and Aaron. No, 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 It was just
0: me and you. Oh, you remember? I remember when me, you and Aaron went and we were listening to blended Carlisle in the Mustang because it was heavy no, as a place on earth and- no
1: no because we th- at that that trip we uh we went to the uh foreigner yeah it was
0: foreigner concert yeah and Aaron just no. bought a bunch of taffy and was drunk eating taffy no this
1: was afterwards this was just me and you we'd went to the canton free flea market uh and we we just went there to drink and we didn't really
0: oh yeah yeah i I vaguely remember.
1: Yeah, but the last time I was there, besides like uh, that, it was like 2002, and they had a rod that was. It was like the pirate ship, but it's two separate circular things that you strap into with the uh, shoulder straps. Mm-hmm. And you went back and forth like the pirate ship, but this thing is spinning. As it's doing it, which is maybe the greatest fair ride
0: ever, because that shit is fun. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, and like Bailey will ride a lot of stuff. Like I took her to the state fair this last year. I won't. I'll tell you the saddest fucking ride at the Mississippi State Fair, though, and that was their haunted house. Oh, dude! I, I insisted. You
1: know, like uh. We went. Me and Drew went through the haunted house at Grunelund, which Grunelund is a year-round amusement park. It's not a traveling. Yeah. You, you know. Replace. Forty-six-year-olds who have a drinking problem and chain smoke with like 17 year olds and that's grown a loon, you know? Uh,
0: yeah. Any haunted house at our age is going to be a little disappointing. Oh no. I wish you could have seen this one at the state fair though. Like it's, it's one thing to, you know, just be cheesy and not really be scary. 80% of this ride, Josh Was nothing. (laughs) I think one bat dropped down and like one ghost popped out and then you were back outside. Other than that, you were just just taking like a little stroll in this uh, cart. Oh, that's some Jimmy Jack bullshit right there. Exactly. Yeah, it it was horrible. And I think we had wrote it because we were getting ready to leave and we just had some tickets left and... I don't even think we ended up using them all. I think we ended up uh, giving them somebody coming into the park. Like, Hey, here's some tickets. How, how many runs did you run? Um, uh, I don't remember. It wasn't that many. We, we you'll, well, you'll, we, you know what? Hold on. Let me, let's start this podcast properly. And then, and then I'll tell you this next part that you'll probably appreciate, you know, given our history with reality television. Uh, so, Hey, uh, Billy and Josh are here. We're recording. This is going to be a uh, special episode of Very Unreasonable Things. We're not talking about a movie. We may talk about some movie topics, but we're just talking. Uh, Daniel, no Daniel this week. Um, kind of a short notice record. So we just, as Josh said, let's play jazz. So here we are. Uh, but yeah so we did go to a rattlesnake show at the fair
1: fucking a
0: yeah what yeah that's exactly what i was thinking when i saw it i was like i immediately thought of rattlesnake republic and it's like we gotta go
1: Uh, you you bet your sweet ass you gotta go that look i don't know where you can find this show at but there is a reality show and i've never i haven't been on i haven't I'm not a reality show enthusiast. The last reality show that captivated me was Joe Nobody. Yeah, I think it was on FX. It's like, it's is around the time. The last time I went to the safe area was in 2002. It's just, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, like uh, reality shows. But Rattlesnake Republic... When me and Bone were living together, I don't know how we found it. I have no idea. But this is legit like my favorite reality show that I've ever seen.
0: And it's so fucking absurd. It's just hilarious. And And, so No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I I I was gonna say so you know yeah we they they had this advertisement for this rattlesnake show and in my mind I'm thinking rattlesnake republic I'm thinking like I'm gonna see a dude stand on his head with like thirty five rattlesnakes around him I've been no see in his jump. mouth yeah. in his mouth Well, that's what, that's what <laughs> standing on his head yeah <laughs> I thought I was gonna see some of these cool stunts like that but it wasn't to that level um, really the guy. Uh, he he had snakes with him, and he'd pick them up, and he would uh, he'd talk about them a little bit, and then he just had one bite a balloon, essentially.
1: Oh, they gotta get some dougie, dougie Dugger out there.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it was it was still interesting to see, but it wasn't <laughs> like I feel like they didn't get the 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 best rattlesnake. Are you morals? saying Rattlesnake Republic ruined you? I guess on like seeing these dudes do this shit on TV, I guess it's ruined my expectations on what you can see at a rattlesnake show.
1: Hang on, what was the what was the name of the guy? Dougie Dugger, the one that threw his
0: boot and said so he was doing yeah. it for the children. That was Dougie Dugger. <laughs> <laughs> because there was like he's like, wait a minute, that's water moccasins in that creek. He's like, I'm not messing with water moccasins. I'll do rattlesnakes, but water moccasins are mean. And then they're like, but it's for the children. He's like, well, if it's for the children. I'm going in <laughs> and Wait. Then they were out in that field, remember, and yeah, the that's when he threw his boot. the two groups had come to two of the groups had come together because uh the guy that they normally with what was his name, um it was like Jack Bibby or something like that, Bibby sounds right, Bibby, yeah, I, and that may be wrong, but he had gotten bitten, so he was off of the show for a minute because um they were waiting on him to come back, and so they'd partnered up and and I think it was um. It was maybe right after they did like the preschool or whatever. Or maybe it was still the preschool, but they're out in the field and they were trying to find out where the rattlesnake was. And so he threw his boot out there so it makes a noise. And somebody <laughs> said something, he's like, Well, now you ain't got no boot. And he says, I'll throw him at the whatever his little grabber thing's called. He's like, I'll throw this out there too. I'm not scared. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? Your partner just got bit.
1: And then, like, no shit. This reality show had to be canceled earlier than expected. Because the lead got bit.
0: He lost his leg, I think. Lost his leg. Which and I think and it wasn't the first time he'd been bit. He'd been bit multiple times. So they showed you on this show. Like, if y'all ever yeah. watch it, they'll show you where he got bit, man. It's horrible. Because, like, you know, they'll they'll always say, like. You hear people talk about it or read it online, and you're like, oh, yeah, if you get bit by a snake, the chances of you dying are slim, you know, as long as you get proper medical treatment. They don't tell you that they leaves leave you horribly scarred for the rest of your life. These <laughs> poor dudes, man, when they got bit, were looking deformed. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Rattlesnake Republic, though. And I didn't even know, like, water moccasins
0: were aggressive like that until you just said it. Did they say that in the show? Yeah, that's what they were saying. I don't know if that's accurate or not. And it, it may just be that these guys are used to handling rattlesnakes. You know, but yeah, because they act like they were scared of water moccasins. This is like rattlesnakes, no problem. Water moccasins, fuck now. I find myself watching a decent amount of shows about snakes and like which one's the most venomous and you know you would think after you watch like one or two you'd be good you'd have a pretty good idea but i still like watching them like was it was it me and you that were watching seven deadliest when we were rooming together and they would talk about the seven deadliest animals like on different continents and they did australia and they would have like little red zones to show you where these animals were at and then when they yeah. put the overlay on Australia, the entire continent was red. Yeah, it's like fuck Australia, dude. You got spiders sitting under your toilet seats. You got saltwater crocodiles, great white sharks, box jellyfish. Um, was it inland taipans. Um, what what else did they have? Um, I they had like two spiders, two snakes. Apparently, they got fucking birds out there that are mean. It'll fuck of you. Course. up. Of course.
1: Of it's course. Like,
0: it, it, it was a country
1: founded on outlaws. Uh, I recently watched like a YouTube video. Uh, it was it was from Discovery Channel. And it was when Steve Irwin was alive. And it was like the 10 most deadliest snakes. Um, if I say in the world or in Australia, what's the difference?
0: Yeah, right.
1: Right. Um, and it, you know. R.I.P. Steve Irwin, but when I was watching it, it was so funny because like the first six Steve Irwin was fucking nonchalant, like (laughs) you know, just you know, tickling their anus when he walked up to him, you know, like
0: bugger, and then gives it a kiss. But
1: fucking shit, when he got like to the top three, like when Steve Irwin gets nervous, it's like okay. This is serious. And when he got to the first, when he got to the number one, uh, like, his fear, you know, because yeah. of Steve Irwin, because it's Australia and it's snakes. You know, you just add these multipliers on top of each other. You're like, holy shit. Like, I don't think so, Scooter. You know, like. <laughs>
0: No way. No way. So, no, um, I know we said we were just going to kind of talk about whatever, but, you know, ultimately, we we like watching movies and talking about movies. So I, I was thinking about this when we decided we were going to record. I and mean, I know on like a previous episode, we did like our m- most disappointing movies of the year or that we'd seen like the last 12 months this time though. What's, what's the best, what's your favorite movie that you've seen like in the last six to 12 months or whatever. Six to 12 months. That's well, I said, I don't, don't, I don't make, it doesn't have to be. No, no, no. no. I was, I, I was just talking out loud. Uh,
1: that's, that's sort of, that's a big question, because then I would, because I'm what they call sundowning, <laughs> where it means I'm losing my memory, at, you know, in real time. Dementia. Uh But I, in the past month, I've actually, I've made it a point to watch a lot of these movies that have been on my, uh, uh. Whether it be a wish list or my, you know, blind spot, and I have to say, like, in the past month, I've I've watched Psycho for the first time,
0: Starship Troopers. Wait a minute, you never seen Starship Troopers? Nope. What did you think about it? Oh, I thought I, I it, it was good. Okay. It was really good. Okay, man, because if you'd have been like, I didn't like it, I don't know if we'd be able to be friends anymore. I love Starship Troopers.
1: No, it was, you know, Paul Verhoeven, um, even now continues to be like a very uh, controversial director. And when you watch Starship Troopers, uh, you know, it is his most Blatant attack on American imperialism. And, you know, uh, and in watching Starship Troopers, I came to the conclusion that the only reason Casper Van Dien wasn't a bigger star. Was because that motherfucker was too handsome. (laughs) Uh, No shit. No shit. Because he wasn't... He's not bad. He's not bad in what he does. Yeah. Uh, He is limited for sure.
0: Yeah, but there's other people that are more limited that have had better careers.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And it's like I watched it and I'm
1: I'm rooting for Casper Van Dien. And I'm thinking like, why didn't he blow up. And my only conclusion was like, ah, uh, too good looking, you know. Man. He's yeah, he's too good looking. Oh, yeah. Um, Starship Troopers was if you if if you just watch it as a movie without context, it's still a good Sci-fi action movie with context, with knowing the um, the underlining messages, you know. Yeah, it's not my favorite Paul Verhoeven movie, but it's it's fucking good.
0: I see. So. I will say though, when I said like favorite movie you would seen, I was kind of talking like new movies. I didn't know you were going to veer back because the problem. I'm no, kind of like, well,
1: well, I'm catching up on, on so much stuff that I haven't seen. Uh, my favorite new movie that I have seen, and
0: well, I hope say that. I wasn't say though, like I haven't seen just a ton of new movies, and large part of it is is kind of what you're talking about, and not necessarily just blind spots, but just like. I'll see something come out on Blu-ray that hasn't, or not Blu-ray, but 4K on 4K DVD. That's like, oh, here's a new 4K release. You know, it's like, oh, well, there's Alligator on 4K. Let me get that. Oh, here's this yeah. RoboCop set, and and I showed y'all a picture of that in our WhatsApp text message. That RoboCop set has like a little book with like inf- like cool information in it. In stuff and I end up going back and getting these movies I've already seen many times and like no, let me watch
1: them in 4k no I, I would be too if you know if we had a Patreon that could <laughs> give us a little bit of money I would a thousand percent get like these boutique blu-rays alligator fucking a um physical media but I,
0: I'm I'm just not there yet. Uh, what Raiders of the Lost Ark come out? And they already had like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Indiana Jones like on 4K, but they released Raiders of the Lost Ark on Steelbook. And I was like, oh, like well, I gotta get that.
1: Are they doing it for all three?
0: So that's what I said too. I was like, now I just got to get the next two. And somebody's like, there's four movies. I'm like, no, there's three.
1: No, there's three. <laughs> Yeah. Uh no.
0: There's three. Uh, I hope so, man. Because I would like a, I would love a Temple of Doom and a, a Last Crusade still book. All right, let's rank them right now. Hmm. All right, I I feel like most people are gonna go one, three, two. I'm gonna go. 312 Me too. Cuz I do like the last crusade Me too. man is just I don't know there's something about the last crusade that's
1: it's perfect.
0: Yeah. It's
1: No, look, I was texting my buddy Jacob the other day uh, who's somewhat in the business here in Sweden. I don't think yes, he listens. Yes. To- we, he doesn't listen we to We know.
0: Everybody in no, is no, 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 no. an
1: actor. We've been through this. but And we were talking about Spielberg. And I said, I think when it's all said and done, Spielberg is underrated. I really do. He's like, underrated. I, I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, And we were house-sitting at one of al's friends and <laughs> you don't have to hide that babe i'm good i've seen my face i know i need to lose weight and she has a um in where we were house sitting at they had a projector screen mm-hmm. you know and i'm like well you know al goes to bed and i'm like well i gotta watch Something worthy of this. And I put it on Saving for Ron. And obviously, she had the surround sound. And it was. And I just recently watched World of the Worlds, which certain people are iffy on. And I tried to get my daughter into ET. And I think at the end of the day, it's, yeah, I do think
0: Spielberg is underrated. Yeah, I think he had, I know it was like, I guess like the late 70s, 80s, and maybe like early 90s. Like all his movies were like events. You know, it's like, oh, here's a new movie from Spielberg. And at some point that just kind of quit happening. But I don't know of just like a bad movie he's put out. I mean, even like the movies he puts out now are still good movies. And I look, I really like Minority Report. Uh, no, that's that's again another one. Yeah, I don't, you don't hear people talk about it a lot, man, but that movie was good. Like, borderline great. Like, and what did, uh, cause Saving Private Ryan didn't win the Oscar, right? Wasn't it like Shakespeare in Love? That's what I was gonna say. Shakespeare in Love. Uh, Come on. Does anybody talk about Shakespeare in Love anymore? Well, that,
1: that, that's a whole other issue of, what Harvey Weinstein was doing to cause he was really good <laughs> at sort of playing the system, whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. He was always really good at getting his actors nominated, getting these Miramax
0: pictures nominated. I'm just saying we know what the better movie is. Oh, I
1: mean, mean, Spielberg didn't even get nominated for Jaws for Best Picture. And that's a movie I go back twice a year to. It's a perfect movie. And there's so many, like Jurassic Park. It's what Spielberg E.T., And, you know, I, I I love War of the Worlds and I watch it again. There's so many Spielberg movies that I go back and watch twice a year, at least twice a year. And I was watching War of the Worlds um, maybe like two weeks ago, again, and just, it's Spielberg knows how to move the camera, In a way to where you, it doesn't take you out of the movie. You know. Where Scorsese, who I love. And I think. I would prefer Scorsese. Despite all this Spielberg love fest. Scorsese's flashy. You know. It's the quick cuts. It's the quick edits. You know. I was watching the King of Comedy and like it was beautiful the opening sequence because it like it's a it's a still of it's a it's a I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> but where it's Spielberg, he can move the camera in a way that's so subtle and it I don't know. It, it's it's hard to articulate Spielberg is like I was telling Jacob I think he's gonna be underrated when it's all said and done I mean yeah did he have any did you have any stinkers I would say the lost world is a big stinker
0: yeah yeah that was not good um. maybe
1: warhorse I haven't seen War Horse.
0: Back to the question at hand, though. Favorite movie you've seen recently? Oh, it's Power of the Dog.
1: Power of the Dog. Uh, I was late to this. It came out last year. Um, It's a Jane Campion movie. Uh, Netflix bought the rights. Uh, It's. It's a movie that stayed with me like, I know a movie's great when it stays with me like past 24 hours. And I'm thinking about it. And a lot of people knock on Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent. And this one, he's supposed to play like a, you know, like a Montana rancher in the 1800s or early 1900s. And, you know, take accents and throw them out the fucking window. His performance is magnetic. Um, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, uh, the kid who is Cody Smith-McGee. I want to say it is a movie that stayed with me for a couple of days, um, beautiful, beautiful movie. It's the Power of the Dog. Um,
0: loved it. I haven't seen. It. I have to check it out. You know, I just. I, I told you the other day. I just got back onto Netflix, so Bailey could catch up on Stranger Things. She's further ahead than I have. I still gotta watch, like, finish watching season three, just because I haven't been doing Netflix in a while. And there's other things I wanted to finish watching. I know you don't watch like anime or anything, but I'd watch like the first Berserk movie, and I needed to watch the other two. No, um, what is that? Um, man, I know I'm going to butcher this, and anybody that listens to this and knows anime is going to, you know, eviscerate me. But I, in the first one, there's this character named Guts. And I think he's like a—he's just a soldier. He carries this impossibly big sword, but he ends up joining up with this other guy who's leading this group of soldiers. I think his name is Griff, or Griffin, or whatever, or Griff. Um, but anyways, it's—it's it's just apparently these three movies are just like this one little story arc from the—the the manga. And ultimately, though, it ends—it ends bleak, um, like. The first episode or the first movie, you get like the characters and stuff. And I think they have a battle. The second uh, movie, Guts and this other care, this female character, um, Casca, Casca. I can't remember her name. I think they end up in a relationship and then they uh, end up fighting a, a battle for like this king or whatever. And Griff ends up sleeping with, I think, the king's daughter. And so they capture him and torture him. <laughs> And then in the third movie, I think Griff ends up like a uh, grouping up with demons or some shit like that. And, um, like shit just goes all to hell. And I kind of want to give it away. I mean, it's if you, I don't know how you feel about watching stuff like that, but it's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say for me, I guess, I'd say The Batman. I really, really enjoyed that movie. And like I said, I'm I'm still behind on movies this year. There's a lot that are in the past year that I need to watch. Um, I'd, I'd started Dune. I didn't finish Dune. I don't think that Dune's bad. I mean, it's probably, I mean, it's well-made. It's just, I don't know. It's hard for me to buy... And now his, his name escaping me right now. The actor that was the main character in there, uh, you know, what I'm talking about Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, it's hard for me to buy into Timothy Chalamet as being like this warrior leader when it looks like the wind's about to blow him away.
1: <sighs> yeah, I have some opinions on Timothy Chalamet.
0: We'll, yeah, we'll so save those for a Timothy Chalamet podcast. I did, but I did enjoy the Batman, I and mean, I haven't. Been watching a lot of superhero movies, I've you know, I got that superhero fatigue, and so I've just been avoiding them. But I do, um, I you know, both of us, you know, we really love the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Uh, and I was excited about this. I saw the lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and William Dafoe, and like. Just kind of give you an idea, and I think this is where some people might still be with this. My daughter, who's only, you know, she's about to be fourteen. I was like, "Hey, I've got the Batman. You want to watch it?" She's like, "No, I, I don't want to watch it." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "I don't like Robert Pattinson." I'm like, "Why?" Yeah, he was in Twilight and he was a weenie. And I think that's where people are. Some people are still at with you know him because that's all they know him from. But like, if you watch The Lighthouse and you see like, "Oh, hey, this guy's got some range," and I thought he did really good in the Batman, and I just. I liked all the actors in there. I liked, like, I thought everybody did really well. I liked the colors. I liked the way it was filmed. You know, it was really good. It was long, but and it was, but it was different than other Batman movies too. You know, he's actually doing some detective work, and it wasn't like this infallible Batman. Like, he fucked up and stuff. Know, it, was, it was a fun movie, and I enjoyed it. I. It's funny she refers back
1: to twilight. Um, are you familiar with Pattinson outside of the Batman in the lighthouse? I
0: know that he was, there was another movie and I haven't seen it.
1: He was in good Tom, which was a, uh, uh, safety brothers movie. Um, which it was really good in. Um, the Safety Brothers also did Uncut Gems. Have you seen that? Part of it.
0: Part? Mm-hmm. It was you, on Netflix, you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it, I probably started watching it, probably forgot to finish it, probably let my Netflix subscription lapse, and now i got to go back and catch up. You have to
1: see Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is... Um, there's only another movie that I can describe as anxiety. The movie, and that's Mother. Did you watch Mother? Mm-mm. No, with Jennifer Lawrence and and Javier uh, Bardem. Nope. That movie is uh, a lot of people hate on that movie. I thought it was beautifully crafted. It's not for everybody. It's not. But it's it's an intense movie, like Uncut Gems. But Robert Pattinson, he, he was also in uh, The Law City of Z, which was James Gray's movie that he did before Ad Astra, which I just recently re-watched. Have you seen Ad Astra?
0: Mm-mm. No. I told you, man, like, I've been going back. We and call watching.
1: ourselves a movie podcast. I've been what going are, back and watching movies I've
0: seen. What are we doing? Watching an Alligator and RoboCop, apparently. So, what, have uh, you
1: seen so Alligator?
0: Not super recently. <laughs> I told you, I let's see. I watched The Invisible Man. I watched Underwater. The
1: old one. You need to watch the new, the I Lee Whannell
0: one. one. Um, watch Underwater. Um, we could talk about Underwater. I can't even. No, it's, uh, we can't. That's a me and Daniel conversation. Yeah, no, we can talk about it for two seconds. Hey, you know what? Let's. Uh, well, I say let's do it, but it's going to be you doing it. I'll be reading them to you, and then you'll be trying to guess. But I figured we could fill. Um, and I don't know what got me on this, but we're gonna play a game. It's not really a game. It's just it's just trivia. I don't even want to call it a game. But I, I was, for some reason, googling this the other day. I got to thinking about oh, I know what it was. It was when I was at work and um, it was something I was doing to try to just you know like make it a little more fun. And so what I was doing like on our daily sheet where you know we have our numbers and everything, I was doing movie quotes. Except everybody was struggling with the movie quotes. Okay. Even even like easy ones. So I'm like, well, you know what? Let me do something different. I'm going to do taglines just like from posters. Okay. So I've got a, I've got a site pulled up here. It's got like the supposedly the top 40. I don't know who determined it, but taglines. And I'll just read them out to you and then you'll see if you can get them. Okay. Hang on. Now, do you want to do all 40 of them?
1: Well, let's just... Let's
0: see how you do. Yeah. All right. So we'll start off with the first one. And you know what? Let me let me get something to write with so I can keep track of how many you get right. That way we can either praise you or ridicule you when this is all said and done. Yeah. Preferably praise, but also take ridicule. There's... You ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's more than one way to lose your life to a killer. This is number one tagline. This is number 40.
1: No, okay. Okay, there's more ways to lose your life to a killer. There's more than one way to lose your life to a killer. You know what, for time's sake, I'm going to say uh,
0: Drawing a Blank Pass. Drawing a Blank Pass. I've never heard that movie, never seen it. I thought you were at least just going to take a guess.
1: It's an independent movie from 1980s. It's
0: a Jim Jarvis movie. It's a, you want to know what it is? Yeah. Zodiac.
1: You know what? That's one of my favorite movies of all time, but I've never heard that tagline.
0: All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Love is a force of nature.
1: Jesus Christ. Love is a force of nature. Ah. Uh.
0: Of nature. Top 40 taglines. According to this site, you know, obviously this is all subjective, but like there's going to be some that you'll get there, no problem. Okay, but
1: can you give me a hint on this movie? Sure.
0: Um, It's Oh, well, I, I get it. This will probably give it away because I don't, you know, it was um, uh, about two men.
1: Oh, okay. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. All right. Let's make the rules that I can only ask for help. Out of 45 times Okay That's one of them Alright I don't even know how that makes sense though Love is a force of nature
0: I guess because they're cowboys I guess I don't know Um, And like I said Some of these on here Like I don't think you'll know this one I'm going to skip it but I'm going to go with this one cuz I feel like there's a chance to get this one. Look closer.
1: Oh god. Look closer. Look closer. Hang on. Ugh. All right, I don't want to – look, I'm going to use all my hints up right now. Give me a hint. Um,
0: I want to say it won the Academy Award. It was – Host usual suspects for one of the actors. American beauty. Yeah. That's that's hard. That's fucking hard. All right. If you don't get this one, you're off this fucking podcast. Who will survive and what will be left of them? The
1: thing? Oh, God damn. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is hard. This is harder than I thought it would be. Wow. Okay. Taglines are... Like in the the consciousness of the public, honestly, maybe when we get to like the top five, but this is
0: love never dies. Jesus. So I, you don't even have to ask for a hint on this. I'll just give you a hint. So love never dies. It's um. Uh. I guess it would technically be considered horror. Gary Oldman Dracula. Yeah.
1: I think all of these you have to give me a hint. You'll believe certain- you'll believe a man
0: can fly. Oh, uh, it's uh Superman? Yes. Like, you were confident, and then you're like, wait a minute.
1: I was like, is that Man of Steel? Or is
0: is that Superman Returns? So this one, like, I don't think you'll get this one, but I just want to call it an epic of epic epicness.
1: An epic of epic epicness. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean I wanna say like Monty Python and the the Holy Grail, but this it's gotta be cause that's a postmodern tagline, you know? An epic of epic epicness. You
0: got me. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I mean, who the fuck would know that? I know, right? Fifty million people watching and no one saw a thing. It's a it's a true story. JFK Mm-mm. quiz show. Quiz show.
1: And no one saw a
0: thing. That sounds so
1: dramatic. Yep.
0: I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I have. Um, family isn't a word, it's a sentence. Cheaper by the dozen. The Royal
1: Tenenbaums. You know what? That is on my blonde spot of Wes Anderson movies. That embarrassingly is, Yes.
0: If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. That's easy. That's Friday thirteenth. <laughs> oh my god! Can you at least explain your joke for the people that think you're a moron? <laughs> oh no, no, no! If they're this far in the podcast, then God bless them. Uh, <laughs> Man is the warmest place to hide. Oh, that is the thing. Yeah, that is the thing. Oh this one I don't feel like I feel like there's probably a better tagline, but I, I love this movie. He's out to prove he's got nothing to prove. Jesus he's out to prove
1: oh no uh career opportunities Napoleon Dynamite Pfft, that's not even a
0: I know i don't I don't think it fits. It doesn't. One man's struggle to take it easy. First Bueller? Yeah. He's in town with A Few Days to Kill. Is this a comedy? No. It's a sequel. And it's an action movie. So, the kill part is like literal.
1: He's in town with a few days to kill. Yeah. The heart, too?
0: Predator, too. He being the predator. Okay. Yeah. All right. You should get this one. You don't get to fit. Uh, excuse me. You don't get to five hundred million friends without making a few enemies.
1: Oh, it's social network adventure. Okay.
0: Easy. All right, we're gonna do. We got five more. The first casualty of war is innocence.
1: Okay, it's either. I'm going to go out on a limb because here's another movie I just recently watched. I've been watching a lot of movies here recently. Uh, I just recently watched Full Metal Jacket. Stanley Kubrick's almost next to last movie. Uh, But I'm going to say this is Platoon.
0: It is Platoon. And I saw it like when I was watching it. It It's like on the Tip of your tongue, and it's like he's about to say it, and it's like, wait a minute, he's about to change his answer.
1: No, 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 I was just gonna say like those came out like a year apart, and it's Kubrick and it's Oliver Stone, and it's funny though because I love Platoon. I actually prefer Platoon over mm-hmm. Full Metal Jacket, even after watching Full Metal Jacket. But it's funny though because they're both different. Interpretations of the Vietnam War and yeah. it's it's very important
0: to American cinema and American history. Keep going, sorry. On every street in every city there's a nobody who dreams of being somebody. It's a De Niro movie.
1: Taxi Driver?
0: It is Taxi Driver just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Oh, this is easy. It's uh, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Next. Yeah. It's Jaws 2 for those of y'all listening. Josh Nose. Oh my God. Fear can hold you prisoner. Hope can set you free. Oh.
1: Look, Anybody who's been consistent with this podcast knows that I have a problem with this movie <laughs> in terms of its social rev- relevance. Is it Shawshank?
0: It is Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. As like, as much as you and Daniel talked about this one, you should be able to get it. And the last one's a gimme. I don't even feel like I should read it to you, but in space, no one can hear you scream.
1: No, it's easy. That's Jurassic Park. News. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's a different list than the one I had because the one I'd, I looked at at work I actually had the tagline for Jurassic Park and it was like an adventure 65 million years in the making.
1: Which is a good tagline. Yeah.
0: And and somebody got it wrong. <laughs> they were way off base. So that was Did they uh, say the passion of the Christ? N- no, <laughs> I'm trying to think about what they said though. Yeah, so that was a uh, That was interesting. Um, And I like I said, it's just something I do at work. I'll I'll do like eight of them. So I'll either do like eight movie quotes or eight taglines and I'll just go through. Does anybody know anything? Some of them, like you're, you're, if you get something that somebody's a fan of, like a big fan of, they'll get it. Like one of them got uh, like Lord of the Rings because I did a Gandalf quote. And it's like, um, the only thing you have to do is figure out what to do with the time you have left or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it goes or
1: flee you fool.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, but one of them was like, Oh, put a star Wars quote on there, put a star Wars quote on there. And so I put a star Wars quote on there and it was, it was Ben Kenobi and it was like, who's the bigger fool, the, the fool who. Does something, or the fool who follows them. I can't even remember exactly how it goes now, or who's more foolish? I, something. Like, God damn it! i might have to look it up just so I can get this right and not butcher it. That can't be a George Lucas line, though. It. I want to say it was in that first movie. Who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him?
1: That might be the best George Lucas line he's ever wrote.
0: And I'm trying to think of like, I've done like some Goonies quotes and Big Trouble in Little China quotes, you know, um, and I'll I'll try to mix in like some newer movies for people because I have to remind myself like not everybody watches like I've seen these older movies, even though, like, in our minds, like, these are, like, ubiquitous movies that everybody's seen. It's not the case. But it does hurt my heart when you put, like, a a good Goonies quote in there and nobody gets it, and you're just like, oh, man, who am I working with? You know, there's a
1: a kind of a big wave of anti-Goonies – Sentiment, not talking about your coworkers, obviously,
0: I'm just talking about like people who these people have obviously never went on an adventure
1: what you know I think the goonies is one of those movies it uh, it perfectly encapsulates your
0: age when you watched it, yeah.
1: No, if it was and something
0: you went back and tried, if you had seen it for the first time as an adult, I could see where you'd be kind of like, mm.
1: "Yeah, Not that it's bad. Yeah. you just be like, hmm. Yeah. You know, like you said. But if you watched it when you were like within the
0: ages of... Because all the things that you hoped to do when you were a child. Oh, dude. I mean, from
1: six to to eight my life was based on an adventure
0: yeah they could have been created by like a see, treasure map exactly finding a treasure map having cool yeah. gadgets you know, ended up on a pirate ship you know sword fighting like man yeah so yeah i could see where like if you you haven't seen it and if you're if you're just like some like if you're like 20 something now and you've heard like, us older people talk about it, and you're like, oh, I don't see what the big fuss is. Let me check it out. And you watch as a 23-year-old, you're going to be like, uh, this is kind of – but, yeah, if you watch it at that age. Look, it made me want to – like, I still want to go – like, at some point, I just want to go to Astoria just to see the town. Oh, me too.
1: And on top of that, um, Cindy Lauper, her – that song is – I mean, it's it's pure pop gold. It, I mean, it's, it's a slice of heaven for me. Which she owned about three years of the 80s. She owned it, you know.
0: Yeah. So speaking of the 80s. Critters or ghoulies?
1: I've never seen ghoulies.
0: None of them? No. Hmm. Well, this really puts a damper on this question. then. it
1: does. Well, you're asked maybe watch Troll
0: tonight. <laughs> have you never? Have you never seen Troll? Fuck no. Really? I've never seen Troll. So, because. All right, well, and we'll have to do like an episode on Troll, but let's just get some quick thoughts on that then real quick from you. Because I remember, and it's been a long time since I've seen Troll, and that's why it came up as a, a potential movie for us to watch because it's just been so long. But I remember just being creeped out by the creature in Troll when I was younger.
1: Yeah, you would have to be younger, younger, younger to be creeped out by these characters. And that's not to take anything away from these um, puppets. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like what my opinion of the movie was, was a a 1986 Julia Louis-Dreyfus looking like a fucking snack. (laughs) And these puppets... Which were really good. I mean, for its budget, you know, it,
0: it was okay.
1: I, it was good.
0: I honestly thought you would have went with Alligator when I put it first. When I mentioned it first, I thought you would have went with Alligator. No, that.
1: I, wanted or, to, I wanted to save that for a three-person podcast. And
0: then I thought, well, maybe i will go with House.
1: Well, there's two of those. And you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not gonna rewatch Troll Two. I know it has this fan base
0: <laughs> uh no there's no there's enough people that I'm sure talked about troll Two to where they don't need us <laughs> to talk about it. No, and look,
1: you know, I'm just gonna spend like forty seconds on it i right, troll two I get enjoying a bad movie. I get it.
0: And me and you watched it together. Mm-hmm. It was after we watched the documentary, though. Or no. I, or I watched the documentary. Maybe I yeah, watched Yeah, you it, watched man.
1: the documentary. And then that movie's so incompetent that it's hard to appreciate it. And then, like, the documentary just made me feel bad. <laughs> About life and myself. Like, I, I... I, You know, Troll 2 is like the room. But the room is like, oh, I can see the enjoyment in it. Troll 2 is...
0: I need to take a shower. Yeah, it wasn't good. I, I didn't care for it. And-
1: no, e- even
0: in terms of like... Quote unquote bad movie. Oh no, I get what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I didn't enjoy it in that sense either. Um, It's not like you can go back and watch Street Fighter, Street Fighter is a bad movie, but but there's enjoyment to be taken from it. Yeah, it has a certain charm. Uh, I don't know. And like, you know, maybe I just don't understand Troll 2, but I agree with you on that one. I'm glad you clarified that though, because uh, you're like, well, there's uh, multiple house movies. And I was going to be like, well, there's multiple troll movies. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not watching this one ever again. No. Um,
1: no. And I'm not watching that documentary ever again. When, 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 in that documentary, when they cut to the dentist who yeah. played the father. Yeah. Look man, I get it. Enjoy your time in the spotlight. But it was just cringe. And then when they got to the mom, you remember when they got to the mom? Uh, And she became like a cat woman?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's just like a part of life. I don't want to indulge myself. in It is and look, I, you know, obviously she was dealing with some shit
0: and shit didn't work out. Oh, even that, but docu- like, not nah, go ahead. I was going to say, even that documentary kind of got, aside from like, just like seeing how things are going for her. But like, even the documentary itself, though, kind of like, I don't want to say gets bad because the quality of the documentary I thought was fine. I'm just talking about like there's like this wave of momentum for troll too. And you see him going to like all these conventions and shit. And then eventually you see him go to a convention and nobody fucking cares. Yeah. And they're like, that's yeah, fuck troll too. Yeah. And
1: that's where I stand because like, I, I'm i the person who didn't go to that. Cause it's like, I love a, good bad movie. Even though I don't agree with that phrase. Yeah. No, but Troll 2 was just a bad bad movie like What what's your favorite bad movie? I don't know if you hit pause or whatever, but I'm just asking what's your um What's your favorite, like this is a bad movie, but I love
0: it. Even though Wow. Because you know, I don't I haven't never really thought about that. It's uh it's hard to be put on the spot for right away. And like this is a question you should have gave me prep time for. No, this is a jazz episode, bro. I know, but still, that's, uh, that's a tough question. Um, wow. I, God damn it. I am not sure because now I'm just drawing blanks. I, I can tell you some movies I like. I, so, I like that I don't think we qualify as like great movies. Obviously, Street Fighter. I told you I enjoyed watching that. Uh, I've only seen one of these movies, but I saw a movie called Bloody Murder 2. Have you seen that? No. It's like a Friday 13th knockoff, I guess, where the killer has like a hockey mask. There's like, uh, I think, Tiffany Shepis in it. I like that movie. That was fun. Um, Street Trash was an interesting movie. There's... Okay, Street Trash is...
1: I wouldn't even compare that to Troll 2, though, because Street Trash is... Competently, there's have there's seen, people working on it. Have you seen Sure that Know what they're?
0: I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I don't know. Name some other bad movies. I you just have to jog my memory here. You know
1: when when he I, I, you think of Troll
0: I will tell you a movie that. And I don't know if it's going to qualify as like bad though, but I, I there's part of me that likes it, and it's only because of the subject matter. I do like watching Deep Blue Sea every now and then because I just like shark movies. I, I do too and I will put on Deep Blue
1: Sea as well. Uh, I'll also put on Jaws 2 and 3 because I dig the fuck out of those movies. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't... Again, when you're talking about Troll 2, you're talking about Bottom of the Barrel. So when I lay that groundwork out there for bad movies, it is a hard question because then you're talking about like the worst of the worst, which is troll to the room or yeah, got- any, what's that production company name? that does those movies
0: what movies are you talking about
1: they, they rip off all the popular movies and make them cheap what is that
0: oh I have no idea I don't know the name of the company I was actually just, uh, ooh, that's a bad list.
1: This name escapes me. Hang on.
0: All right, here we go. Oh, this is interesting. So I pulled up a list just to kind of look at, uh, and I found a list on the ringer. of bad movies or good, bad movies or whatever you want to call it. Spice world was on there. Demolition man. The last action Hero is that considered a bad movie? Oh, fuck off on that. I like the last, considered that. Yeah, I like the last action hero. That's great. Con air. Is that considered a bad movie? Because I like Con Air. Asylum. Sorry. Asylum. Oh. They got Roadhouse on this list. Okay, that's. Bill Simmons, what that's are you not doing? not a legit list. Deep Blue Seas on this list. Yeah. No Holds Barred. I don't, I don't. I actually like Suburban Commando, or I did when I was younger. I enjoyed watching Suburban Commando over the top. I just watched that here recently. Masters of the Universe. There's part of me that enjoys that movie, despite the letdown at the end. So, yeah. Hmm. Let Let me go back and answer my original question, though, since you couldn't answer it. Um is, uh, as far as like Ghoulies and Critters, I, th- I think I prefer Critters. Like uh, I have recently rewatched Critters one, I've recently rewatched Ghoulie's one and his starting points. Like Critters was more fun. Uh Ghoulies was not. I think like Ghoulies probably come more into its own in, in part two and the ghoulies had more personality. I don't know man like critters you had like these space porcupines and these bounty hunters you know they could change their you know to look like other people I don't know man it's cool I did enjoy critters so I would I would say critters over ghoulies
1: I remember
0: critters more than
1: ghoulies I, I I haven't seen the whole movie but um when you talk about, like, changing into other people, I remember, like, one of the aliens that were who were hunting the critters changed into a uh, Playboy Playmate. Yeah. <laughs> With the titties and all, and it, it critters. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen Ghoulies or Critters, but, like, I remember... Critters. I remember like the farmhouse in the first one. Yeah. You know. I remember D. Wallace. I think. Yes. played well, the mother.
0: For some reason I had remembered Critters being bleaker than what it is. And it's it's not like that. I think as a matter of fact, I think it's like PG thirteen. Which is Actually
1: speaking of that time frame like of all these movies I've watched like I've made it a point to to watch all these movies that you know whether new or not just in my blind spot i would never
0: seen Pumpkinhead what I thought you'd seen that man it's a good no. thing I didn't it's a good thing I didn't say Critters Ghoulies or Pumpkinhead
1: no I saw the first Pumpkinhead
0: cause I almost I almost said like hey outside of like the big four that we're doing, what's your favorite like movie monster or killer in a franchise? And with the thought of being like, Oh, well you can pick some, like Chucky critters, ghoulies, Pumpkinhead, you know, uh, the tall man, you know, whatever. But you would have only be able to pick from like two people. And that's only because you'd watched phantasm with me.
1: Oh well, don't start casting aspersions there, buddy. You, I just, I thought you, I you thought, thought you hadn't seen all any, these. You hadn't seen any movie past nineteen ninety seven, okay? Uh, I don't even
0: know what a flat TV is. <laughs> if it don't weigh sixty pounds, yeah, if it isn't four it, by three.
1: If I can't kill. Skeet Ulrich with it. <laughs>
0: what was the other guy? But yeah, I know what you're saying. No, no. What's his name? God damn it, Matthew Lillard. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Bailey. Uh, you you remember when we went and saw a Scream, uh, the new Scream? And I try I, to forget it. Let me and let me set the table for this. So, Josh and Anna and their daughter were. Visiting Mississippi, they were in town, and we were, you know, we were. I think it was it was a day I was off, and Bailey was with me. Josh was, you know, like, hey, you want to go watch a movie? Like, yeah, let's let's uh let's go watch movies. Like, what you want to watch? He's like, "Ah, I kind of want to see the new Scream movie. I'm like, yeah, we can we can go watch that, you know. And um, he's like, yeah, it looks like it might be pretty good, you know. I'm kind of excited. I'm like, all right. He's like and if nothing else, there's no way it can be worse than part three. And so we went to the movie and we watched it and we're, we're walking out of the theater, you know, and I at and asked my daughter, I'm like, well, you know, how'd you like it? She's like, Oh, I liked it. And Josh is like, well, I was fucking wrong. (laughs) It's like, it was worse than scream three. He's like, this is, this is the worst fucking scream we've ever seen. So yeah. Um, but anyways, what I was saying was I, Bailey had went back and the last time she visited, she watched the rest of the scream movies, you know, cause she had said she liked scream five or scream or whatever it was. And so she, she sat here and she watched scream one, scream two, scream three and scream four. And I'm like, all right, now which one's your favorite Scream movie? And she's like, scream. And I'm like, you talk about the new one. He's like, no, no, the, the first one. i like, Oh, it's was like, well, how do you feel about that? Uh, that other one now? So like, yeah, I don't think it's as good as I thought it was. I'm like, like, which one's the worst one? (laughs) And it was between three and five.
1: No, of course. Of course.
0: (laughs) Yeah. At least Scream 3 knew what it was. Oh, man. Scream 5, dude. And, And I'm sure at some point we'll talk about it again later. But, you know, without going into like a whole ass review about Scream 5, I just, you know... I know that like the Scream movies are supposed to be meta, but it gets to a point where you're trying to be too meta and too hip. And at some point you still just need to be a fucking movie and be enjoyable and not try to make me feel guilty about every other movie I've seen that I may or may not have liked. Cause I feel like, I feel like scream was an attack on people that didn't like the last Jedi.
1: Oh, well, they kind of make that point. In yeah, the movie.
0: and it's like they're attacking the people that didn't like The Last Jedi. And It doesn't matter what your reasons are for liking The Last Jedi. You're just a fucking moron. You know, and it's like, no, there's a lot of people that had. There's some people that didn't like uh, The Last Jedi for stupid reasons, but there's a lot of people that didn't like The Last Jedi for valid reasons.
1: Look, I haven't seen the new Star Wars trilogy. I've seen Rogue One and Solo. But I'm a reformed Star Wars fan. Uh, at the same time, I say that like there's a chance that I might find enjoyment in The Last Jedi. But Scream 5 is like the equivalent of Oprah telling you to look under your chair and you get to live. And you get to live. And you get to live.
0: live. I I, I, I thought you were just going to... Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, except for characters who have actual arc. yeah. Then you get to die. You get to die. It's like... uh, You bring back... Sydney Prescott, you bring back uh, Gail Weathers and you do nothing the fuck with them. But then you bring back Dewey, who has a redemption arc and you kill him. And I'm not opposed to that if you make your original characters
0: interesting. Yeah. And they did not do that. Well, out of all the... Out of all the like characters like Dewey like that's the one character that you just want to see kinda like live through it because he's been through so much.
1: Like or the, he's, I'm not opposed to you killing him. I'm not. But you also have to kill like well Gail or yeah. Sydney.
0: Like I, this movie was should have been set up for Sydney to die. Yeah. You know, I've said for like the last three movies that Sydney either needs to die or Sydney needs to be the killer. But and I guess my thing with it is too, is they're always trying to focus on like all this trauma that Sydney has. Right. But realistically, doesn't Dewey have more? These are Dewey's friends also. And then Dewey's like just suffering physical damage. Like every fucking movie. It seems like, you, you know, Oh no! This how, dude can barely walk.
1: How he's breathing is yeah. just a
0: testament to there is a god, you know. But then it's always like, oh, poor Sydney and her trauma. But then it's like, oh, you know, here's Dewey. We've we've taken his character so low now that he's you know living in a trailer. He doesn't clean or whatever. You know, watching his ex-wife's TV show constantly. And I don't know. And like he was just such a likable and I get like the idea of the impact you know because he is a likable character but still and they're not trying to do like a whole Scream 5 thing th- there were other people there were other characters that could have died or like you said you know it shouldn't have been just Dewey because he's the only one that had something going on in the movie it's just like Sydney and Gail just kind of show up and
1: and you know, then d- d- I don't even look I don't even know what Gail does I remember like at least uh Sydney shooting the main guy and then like yeah I don't know like all of the characters they were just non-plus to me were at least with the f- the first one is iconic let's skip that the second one at least you had the returning characters
0: and then Randy dying. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed Scream 2 and um, and I don't feel one way or another about Jerry O'Connell. He's just one of those people. I don't dislike him. I don't. He's not somebody I go out of my way to see. So, like seeing Jerry. O'Connell, <laughs> I don't
1: think any, but I don't think even his
0: mother goes okay. out of his way to see him. So, seeing Jerry O'Connell in the movie, you know, it's just kind of like okay, but you know, Timothy Oliphant you know, he's he's got a presence, and he goes, he's gone on to do some other things. Yeah. You
1: know, um oh, Timothy Oliphant is great in everything he does.
0: So yeah, it was um I'm a he, big Timothy Oliphant fan. He You got that hitman tattoo on the base of your neck.
1: Okay, that's his one stinker. Okay, that's that's
0: it. No, and I've watched I've watched a little bit of Justified also. <laughs> Justified's good. But yeah, it's a... Uh, but anyways, I mean we'll talk about Scream Five at another time, but it was just you know <sighs> just a little tangent there. What else, man? What I else? fucking
1: hated Scream
0: Five, man. Yeah. I hated it with a passion. And we got it. You may have to rate it later, so hold off. Uh that what else you want to talk
1: about? Okay, well, let's wind it down here. Let's pick up one topic we could end on. Let's just, yeah, okay, okay. Well, mainly, I'm pitching to you now. I'm throwing it to you.
0: Oh wow! So, um, hmm. Man, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I didn't know this is gonna get kicked back to me. Um.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's, you know, fuck
0: it. Did you get? Did you ever, You got your PlayStation working, right? Did yeah. your PlayStation work? Well, not really a topic, just more of a, are you going to, are you, so did you play the Ninja Turtle games when you were younger? Yeah. So Konami later this year, at some point is releasing the Kawabunga collection, which is supposed to be all the console games. And then they just released the, the company that did the Scott Pilgrim game, I think. Um, I think it was Scott Pilgrim just released um teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge which is oh, like an homage I, to the old arcade games
1: this is embarrassing to say I saw on AEW on Twitter uh-huh. uh huh uh twere it was like Adam Cole like um uh, Adam Cole and who else was playing it? It was Orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus, and some other guy. Yeah. I did click on that video because normally I don't. uh, Normally I don't give a shit. But I saw them playing the game and it was like a four player game. Mm -hmm. And. It looked
0: fun. It, it looked like an old arcade game, but with yeah. four players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's on Game Pass, so I downloaded it the other night and was playing it. It's fun. I like it. Enjoy it. And it's, um, they have the theme song from the cartoon on there, but it's not the it's not the same one. This has got Mike Patton singing it, which is the singer from Faith No More. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's. Yep. And, you know, Mike Patton has a lot of range. You know, a lot of people don't think about Faith No More, whatever. But, like, I, would, I know we've talked no, about this before. But Go ahead and tell them. Go ahead and tell them. Pa- apparently, um, like, as far as, like, rock and roll singers, I think, like, three people that have like the most range are like Axel, Freddie Mercury and Mike Patton. This is according to what I'd read. Now I'm sure somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and correct me. But yeah, it was those three, but you like you, you hear it. You, if you hear the name Axel Rose, you're like, Oh yeah, I can see that. And if you hear Freddie Mercury, you're like, Oh yeah, I can see that. And then you hear Mike Patton. And if you've never really listened to any faith, no more, you're kind of like, well, wait a minute. But yeah, his, he has a lot of range in his voice.
1: I I had no idea that he did that. That's cool, though. Uh, Okay. Last topic, and then we're going to close it out. All right. Baker Mayfield. To the Panthers.
0: You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about talking about this, but I didn't know if you'd want to or not. Look, I'll, I'll tell you, like I, I told the guys that play fantasy football, you know, our, you know, our friends from Mississippi, so it's not like it's just some random group. But uh, Garner and McCarty and all those, they were on an episode last year where we did the fantasy draft. Like, I um, I hope that Baker does well, honestly. I think, um, like, people just act like the – browns made baker and i don't think that that was the case now the browns did do a good they did a good job of getting some really good players but think about how bad they were for how long and then you had to have somebody at the helm to come in and help kind of change that culture and give that team an attitude or a swagger and baker did that then the first chance you get and i didn't realize that that man played hurt all last year until like at the end of the season because from like we Two or three. Yeah. Because yes. the year before, he had a good year. The year before that, he had a good year where he was like less than 10 interceptions. Is like, what, 27 touchdowns? Yeah. Like, I think it was like 27 seven. You know, they went to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. You know, and then the first chance you get, you dump this guy. And I get like that, you know, the idea about Deshaun Watson as far as, and if Deshaun Watson, if you knew Deshaun Watson was going to be available and could play, then I get going for him based on his production and what he's done, but you just dumped your first your number one overall QB for a guy that may not play for a year at least. Now, hopefully ever. So hopefully what, ever. What um, but yeah it's it's hard like with 24 accusations, that's hard to be like, oh yeah, this is just a bunch of people lying. That's a large number. Um like I said it when Roethlisberger had gotten accused the second time. Like you know, this can't just be people, you know, just making shit up, right? But you you went after a guy that's possibly going to be out of the league for a, for at least a year, if not longer. You know, from what I'd read, you know, the league was going to push for an indefinite suspension with like a minimum of a year. But, you know, there's part of me that hopes you know. There's part of me is like, well, Watson shouldn't get that money. But then there's part of me be like, well, the Browns should still have to pay that money. And even if it doesn't go to Watson, they should still be on the hook for that money and donate to charity or something. I don't know. But you should be on the hook for that money because you made that investment and then you alienated your quarterback that helped change your culture. And that's what I was getting at was not necessarily so much about Watson, but about Baker. Baker helped change that culture there and made it to where people wanted to come there. Like, I know it didn't work out, but do you think Odell comes there if Baker wasn't there? At the time, no. Exactly. Not like it didn't work out, but still. But that guy was responsible for a lot of that. So I hope he goes I hope he goes to the Jets and I hope he does well. Um you know, I saw MacArthur. Panthers. Yeah, not Jets, Panthers. I was thinking of Darnold being there also. Goes to the Panthers and does well. I and I'd said something to the guys about it, you know, like you know about Maker, Baker going there and they're like you know, is he going to be top ten? Probably not, because the the top end of the league is just full of like really good quarterbacks. You know, maybe he could slip into that, but you know, in that ten to fifteen range or something like that, he could be a good QB, um, and and he could help the Panthers win. And then Matt was like, not Matt, uh, McCarty was like, yeah, I think they brought him in for one year just so he could help transition Matt Coral to the NFL. I didn't tell him this, but I wanted to say it. If Baker plays like he did in 2020, 2020 – Matt Coral's not getting on the field. I mean, that's just the reality of it, man. Like if you get like Baker playing like he did when they went to the playoffs when he wasn't injured, then why would you put Corral or Coral or whatever his name is on the field? Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna sit the number one overall pick for a guy that was drafted in like the third or fourth round? No. Yeah. When did they draft Matt Coral? It was it was the third or fourth round, it may, it, one of those. Okay,
1: well, first off, they're not bringing in Baker Mayfield for a year, so a third or fourth round pick could fucking eventually take the helm. That's that's silly. That's an old Miss homer, and if Matt Corral was a better prospect, he would have been drafted higher. Yeah. I no. That's they drafted Matt Corral to replace fucking Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah. And man and the way I look at it too is the the Panthers fucking fleeced the Browns. They got no they they did not.
1: They they didn't Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying like I'm not. the Panthers – no, the Panthers played it perfectly. They wanted to get Baker in before training camp. The Browns had no play. They had no play in this because at, once training camp starts, you got to get Brissett ready, right, if you're yeah. the Browns. And you can't be on the hook. Totally for this money. I think the Panthers, you know, sort of to what you're saying, they played it perfectly because the Browns had no leeway.
0: They got him for a fifth round pick, and the Browns are conditional, still gonna,
1: conditional. Yeah, and the Browns fifth round pick.
0: and the Browns are still going to pay ten million plus of that salary. So yeah. You got a former number one overall pick who, and it's not like he's a. It's not like you got a former number number one overall pick like Courtney Brown. You remember him? Uh, not many people do, but I do. Yeah, that you know, it's not like you're like, oh man, we just traded a sixth rounder for Courtney Brown, who's never done anything in his career. It's like, no, you just you gave up a conditional fifth round pick and got them to pay the majority of his salary for a guy that's been to the playoffs, a guy that's been successful, and you know. Even and this is what gets me, right? Is like you'll see all these people that are, that all these people that'll say that Baker Mayfield's trash and Baker Mayfield is not a starter and he's not even a good backup and blah blah blah. And then these same people turn around and want to tell you that Colin Kaepernick should be a starter in the league. Nobody says that. They do. You just mm. maybe not in Sweden, but I've. When this uh, when this went down today, like I was nah. I was looking at things. I mean, I'm just saying, like you'll have these. these where are people you looking at it On social media, where people talk about stuff. Josh? No, 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 no. No. It doesn't matter. Now you you're not gonna sit here and be like, oh, nobody uses Twitter because millions. No, of
1: I people don't people. say anybody uses
0: Twitter. I say only idiots use Twitter. Oh my God! Well, I had to tell Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and them. They're idiots.
1: Oh, Jason Bateman didn't know who the killers were, so I don't trust that motherfucker's opinion to say, <laughs> but, to say
0: my dick. But what I'm saying is, is like these people all sit there and say that Baker's trash, but then they'll say, and, and maybe not even necessarily just Colin Kaepernick, but they'll say something along those lines of this player that's obviously not at that level, being like, oh, yeah, but they deserve a chance. They should be a starter. But like, and, and I don't know, and you see a lot of Browns fans, and I do, this does. I do like to see this. You see a lot of Browns fans that are like, hey, I hate the way that we did Baker. I don't think it was fair. You know, I I hate that it happened. And I hope he goes on and I hope he's successful with the Panthers and I hope he does really well. But then there's the fans that are like, oh, fuck Baker Mayfield. He didn't do nothing for us. He set us back, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, was he top five QB in the league? No, but did he set your franchise back? Absolutely not. He helped you get to a point of relevance where people would actually come play for your shitty team. Because before Baker got there, what were the Browns?
1: Well, look, I I can, you know, I'll speak on this, and then I think it's time to say our goodbyes. My only, you know, in terms of social media, I've only seen it on Reddit, and I've seen to where a lot of Browns fans have sort of thrown in the towel with this franchise more so than any other franchise. They've just given up on it after the Deshaun Watson acquisition. And a lot of these people... Aren't anti-Baker and how the Browns have gone about this has I think has tarnished their legacy. What and you know, a lot of people might consider that asinine 9 because the Browns didn't have a legacy, but I think a lot of people who even had a favorite team would root for the Browns because they were the underdogs. A lot of people have turned their backs on them. Like now, I don't even like Baker Mayfield. I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's a good quarterback. And it turns out Colin Cowherd was kind of right. People don't want to say that. But I don't think Colin Coward. I, I I don't think Baker Mayfield, with that personality, as a quarterback, can lead you to the promised land. At the same time, I don't think Deshaun Watson, who's a serial fucking rapist,
0: as a quarterback, can lead you to the promised land either. Uh, uh, Colin Coward also said though that Matt Stafford would like never win because he wore his hat backwards.
1: Yeah, and also Matthew Stafford also turned his back on a woman who fell off a fucking stage and broke her spine. I guess there's a kind of douchiness that Cowherd recognizes. But, yeah. Well, look. Matthew
0: Stafford. (sighs) I wasn't trying to get you into like all your personal opinions about everybody. What I was saying was this Coward also flip-flops on things he says, or he'll try to act like he hasn't said them in the past if he's proven wrong.
1: Well, he was right about Baker Mayfield, though. And again, uh, Deshaun Watson ain't winning your shit either, unless it's like rapist of the year. And the NFL and Cleveland Browns would support that. But, no, I do hope he succeeds this year. Week one is against the Browns.
0: Yeah, I saw that. It's, I will say this. I think it's funny, though, that the Panthers now have the number one and number three picks in the draft on the same team. That shows you. The same position. Hey, that's the same draft as Josh Allen, too. Just that keep the, it dead in mind. Oh, yeah. That was the draft where you said Sam Darnold was going to be the guy. Well – Look,
1: in my defense, once you come up with like a a slogan for a player like Suck for Luck, Scam okay. for Sam, I automatically believe in you because you've come up with a slogan.
0: Wait, that was a slogan? I never heard scam for Sam.
1: Oh yeah. It was everywhere.
0: Yeah. That's hilarious. I would never heard that at all.
1: My dumb ass never seen a USC game. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I mean, they got a slogan for him.
0: Well, I think that I think that first year that he started at USC was better than his second. Like that last year he played, or whatever his interceptions had went up, and I don't know.
1: Uh, oh, you mean he? He
0: was able to torch Pac-12 defenses. Well, so the Pac-12 is no more, right? No, that's going, gone, babe. Because uh, USC and UCLA? They, I guess, are leaving to go to the Big Ten, right? Yes, and and four other schools. So the entirety of the fo- the football conferences are going to be the Big Ten and the SEC. That's it. <laughs> I guess Clemson's going to be hanging on out there in the ACC just because they're Clemson and they're still ahead of the other schools and Notre Dame. Yeah. It's like, man, like you're going to have to, you didn't want to do, remember when the argument, and I know we were trying to get off, but I do want to say this real quick, but remember when the argument against, against adding more playoff games or adding the playoff in general was just because of the tradition of the bowl games. Well, what fucking tradition is there now? Because if there's not a Pac-12, you can't just be rolling out whatever fucking school it is that's still in the Pac-12 and be like, yeah, this is our representative in the uh, Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl.
1: Well, there's no history with any bowl games once they get
0: like... Yeah, so give us eight teams in the playoffs. This is the... The GalleryFurniture.com Bowl. Yes, the Pep Boys... (laughs)
1: Fucking <laughs> whatever the fucking pet
0: Boys have. And and last thing I'll say is just about that too, man. Is like, was it is it nil? Is that what it's called or whatever that allows them to, to pay the people to play? Um, nil nil. What did I say? I no, maybe you said that. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I just said it with a deeper accent. I don't know. The nil. But yeah, if somebody had said it and I don't know if it was Twitter or Reddit or whatever. It was on one of them. They were talking about it though, you know, because it was right after Nick Saban had started complaining because, you know, another school got a better draft class. It was A&M, I think. Texas A&M had the number one.
1: Is Jimbo it? Fisher. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, he had the number one draft class, and then Saban got all pissy about it and accused everybody of paying players, them and like Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. And Jimbo Fisher just eviscerated them and was like, look, if you think Nick Saban hasn't been doing this shit, or whatever, you know, there's dirty laundry there. But then somebody was like, Yeah, the NIL has is gonna ruin college football. And they weren't talking about the fact that like Alabama didn't get the players, you know, they was it wasn't an Alabama nut hugger. <clears throat> it was just a they were pointing out the fact though that since you can legally pay, what happens when Hollywood decides that they want to be relevant in college sports? And then all of a sudden USC is just throwing money like Hollywood money at people. Like, oh, you can be in movies and you can do this and you can do that or whatever.
1: I mean, I get their point, but I disagree with it. Because as big as college football is, and I've said this from Jump Street, Nobody gives a fuck about the player with college football. Outside of, like, very few instances, Peyton Manning with Tennessee, you know, Uh, Reggie Bush with USC, you could put anybody on the field
0: and college football fans are going to show up because... Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about once it becomes fashionable for, like... Because, you know, like Jack Nicholson likes to show up at Lakers games and he likes to be a Yankees fan because they were winning franchises. What happens when these these people decide they want to be USC fans and to be a USC fan, we need to be winning? How do we win? Oh, let's pay a bunch. We'll pay all the best players in high school to come to USC. Not to fill the stadium, but just so they can be a better team.
1: Yeah, well, Texas has been doing that for a while now,
0: and it hasn't really worked for them. Yeah, you know, he's trying to take a shot at Texas. You piece of shit. You sound like McCarty. He was. He, he said, all right, this is going to be the last thing, because I'm going to take a jab at McCarty here if he listens to this episode. He had sent a text the other day after Arch Manning had committed to Texas and said something long about denial also ruining. He said players used to go to schools for um, like legacies and tradition and things like that. And I, and I didn't respond because I, I don't know, it was early in the day or something. And I hadn't woke up. I just didn't feel like getting into a, a long drawn out argument, which you're prone to do with McCarty when you disagree with him. Like Garner can tell you when they had it out about Tennessee, but I just wanted to tell him like, well, even if that was the case, Arch Manning probably still would have went to Texas over Ole Miss because, what tradition are you talking about? It's not a tradition of winning. The only, like the last thing that you won was women's golf up until this year. They did win the college world series, but you're talking about a school that has, you know, like, and I can't remember the exact number, like 56, like team championships compared to a school that had like four. Like you're just, I don't even think that Ole Miss was in the running at all, really. I mean, I'm sure there was like some lip service, but I feel like it was either going to be like Alabama or Texas or, I don't know, what was the other school? Uh,
1: I'd heard they chose Steve Sarkeesian to prepare him,
0: which sounds stupid. I'm not the biggest Sarkeesian fan, but he did have two quarterbacks drafted in the first round. I, I mean, if that's what you're looking at.
1: I don't know if that's going to prepare you for the NFL, though. I, I, look, Texas has money. Texas paid him the most. This is the, this is the world we live in now. Texas paid
0: them the most. Yeah, that's what you say. That's what you know. That's probably not true. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, I mean, why would you go to Steve Skarski's and fucking coach school? I don't know, but and apparently they have a crowded quarterback room too. I don't know if you've looked at like the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's like Quinn somebody, Quinn Ewers, yeah. and then there's a, but there's another one that was like a top five QB coming out of high school, and they're probably better than Arch Manning too. Let's be honest. Like, need some top five receivers or something. Well, we haven't we haven't had it. Big time receiver since Lil Jordan. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I just remember the name because his actual name is Lil Jordan. Okay. That's stupid
1: <laughs> as fuck, but whatever. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, Bon, we're going to close this one out, man. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not sure when Daniel's going to be back, but we'll try to get back in and do some more movies. But, I mean, it's nice to do conversations like this every now and then. Uh, maybe be better prepared next time. Maybe study up on your movie taglines, you know. Maybe watch more movies for you. You haven't seen anything. Uh, says and the man we're a movie podcast. Says the man who hasn't seen Ghoulies or Pumpkinhead. <laughs> That's more in the wheelhouse of what we talk about than... Uh, you know name it name it motherfucker i can't, I can't even remember what it was because uh, the only thing i can think about now is the room because you mentioned the room multiple times today oh well, yeah because it's
1: in the same universe as troll 2 yeah. which i did watch troll the first one today because you're you can't read a text
0: message. Oh, I read it. And even after I reread it, I still was thinking like, oh, I guess we're just going to watch Alligator because it was the top movie listed. All right. Anyways. All right. Uh, What's the next movie, me, and you, and Daniel? Or, oh, it's Halloween 3. Yeah. Halloween 3. So I'll watch a movie. It'll just be a movie I've seen again. I mean, I'll be watching a movie that I've seen and I'll <clears> watch it again. Oh, you know what? This is the last thing for real. I am I do gotta say this. Because I see people talking about this all the time because every time like you always do these little things on uh Twitter where they're talking about like who has the best burger and you know it's like what a burger, five guys, you know, blah blah blah, Shake Shack, which I've never been to. And then oh, in you and out. say
1: this and we're cutting out. We're cutting out,
0: right? In and out, right? People always talk about in and out. I've been in and out twice now and we went before we went to the, before me and my daughter went to the Rangers game the other day. Cause it's was like, yeah, maybe, maybe it was just a bad, a bad visit. Went to fucking in and out in and out is the most average burger I've ever had in my life. And the fries suck. Don't tell me the fries are fucking good. They suck. I don't understand the hype about in and out. Okay. Give me five guys any day, or Whataburger any day, but that's it. Thank you for listening. Whataburger, yeah, you like Whataburger? I do, but I well, I was thinking I said Whataburger because it's probably closer in terms of like in and out than Five Guys is, because Five Guys is a like go in, pick all your shit, you know, like we're about to grill this bitch in front of you. But Five Guys would be number one. if or nothing else other than bag fries. Uh, You know know that when you go to Five Guys, you don't order large fries, right? You just order small fries for two people and then two people can eat them because they fill up the bag of fries. That's right. Get the Cajun fries. All right. Thank you for listening. Peace. (laughs)